Hello listeners, it's Philip here. I'm with my cousin Mark and my brother Peter. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Doubles Alley. Uh, and we are here to talk about the first week of the Australian Open. We've reached the round of 16. Um, before we do, uh, I guess one notable <laughs> absence is Djokovic in the draw. I mean, everyone's talking about it. And Mark, before we talk about the tennis, I was just wondering if there was ever a time where you sort of just got, you just thought something was a sure thing, but you were left at the altar in a way, uh, s- similar to how Novak uh, thought he was going to be able to play in Australia and then uh, was uh, stripped of his visa. Well, um, I could probably think about 30 stories that have to do with dating or girls that I liked, but the podcast (laughs) bandwidth would not be wide enough to tell that story. So I'll tell a pretty recent one, although it segues well into tennis. Uh, About four four or five years ago, I think about the time you were heading to Paris, I was finishing up a journalism program, and I really thought I wanted to to work either as a foreign correspondent or something, you know, an editorial staff. So it's like, okay, I want to make a break from the education world. So I'm in BC and, and I'm, I'm coaching a match and I get a cold call from a, from a school in here in Miami called the school of arts and minds. And they're like, listen, I know this may be unexpected, but you've been really well recommended to us by a few of our students and a few of our students' parents. We're just wondering, are you, are you still teaching? Are you, are you in between jobs? I kind of gave them, you know, they got to the short, the short story version of where I was down. They're like, listen, I realize you're considering other professions, but you come really, really well, uh, really, really well recommended. We'd love to just interview you. I said, I'm actually up in D.C. right now. I wasn't even planning on coming back for like the next 10 days. So like, listen, we'll even fly you down. Uh, we actually want to start a tennis program here. And we got a couple open English positions. So I go there. Uh, have the interview, explain to them how getting the tennis program would be started, tell them my ideas for, for some English classes, everything going well. And then I, uh, they called me back a week later and like, sorry, we don't think you're a good fit for the position. <laughs> uh, and then about two days later, I got offered my current job. <laughs> we don't think you're a good fit for the position. All that. Then like two days later, I had actually called email the school that I work at. And then they called me, and it was at the end of their school year for a job. And they also needed a tennis coach and ended up, you know, getting that job. But I was pretty pretty surprised and miffed by it. And it was like a great interview. But, you know, just one of those things. Maybe I did too many things right. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's my story, and I'm, and I'm sticking to it. Was the world uh, <laughs> writing? Right, it was karma, karma reversing itself. Uh, but I don't think... Novak has accumulated that kind of karma because it doesn't seem like he's going to be allowed to play in the French Open. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway. Shitter get uh, off the pot, right? You think this guy will finally give in to the vaccine and realize it's not encoded with, like, government secrets? No, or, no, I think he's pretty rooted. Think he's kinda, I, think, uh, I think he's too proud to... Uh, but, I mean, that's definitely what's best for him. It's just to get the fucking vaccine um, and return to making millions of dollars playing tennis again. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he yeah. will be able to play in the Serbian Open or are they also going to draw hard? 
<laughs> I'm sure he'll be able to play in the Serbian Open. Um, and he'll he'll win all 250 of those points, too. <laughs> well, that's like... But, but due to, due to Novak's 80, 80, absence, euros. it right. was Sounds actually like a, a uh, Serbian who was able to take advantage. It's Miami or Kazmanovic in the in the round of 16. Uh, so, you know, uh, he did somewhat of a favor to his compatriot. I guess that is a silver lining. Um, somewhat. It's probably the biggest payday of his life. I think you get like 250 grand. It's 328,000. Third round. For, uh, for fourth round. So he may be a... Okay, that's, that's got to be his biggest pay. Biggest payday. Biggest <laughs> payday, for sure. He should definitely pay. Yeah, he owes Djokovic a few uh, Serbian uh, cocktails when he gets back. I wonder it's if been good Serbia tennis, right? ends up being... I mean, you've probably been able to watch more matches than we have. Phil, have you liked what you've seen? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, there have been a few. The, I guess the best match of the tournament was uh, Alcaraz versus Berrettini. Um, yeah, tough draw for Berrettini, but good for him for, for coming out on top. Uh, Alcaraz is going to be uh, here for a while uh, at the top of the game. So... Uh, yeah, we've got we've got something to look forward to on that front. Um, I guess other notable. Quick things. question, Phil. Yeah. My my wife said she watched Berrettini yesterday because she thinks he's good looking. Did you guys realize he was a good looking guy? <laughs> is, is that public knowledge? <laughs> I think that is part of the uh, yeah public knowledge. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but it's it's nice that your wife likes Berrettini and. Because uh, my mom likes it to pass, so there won't be any uh, arguments on that. Front. Yeah, the, any, any arguing? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, there won't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that match was pretty pretty awesome. Um, Nadal, uh, he's been playing really well. He lost a set uh, to uh, Kashinov, but Kashinov really really uh increased his level in the third set and Nadal actually in his press conference was like happy to have won a tough match because he was able to raise his level in the fourth set um and after having not played for tennis for like nine months uh that was really important for him to do uh Kyrgios Medvedev was I guess the the marquee match um so far this tournament um yeah, Kyrgios was fighting really hard, and it was fun to watch, but Medvedev was just clearly um, a level above. Uh, he was just incredibly solid. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Kyrgios just was had to gamble um, a lot. Um, and it was... Uh, it was just low margin tennis that you, know, you knew might get him a set, but wouldn't get him three. Uh... Let's see what other what other matches stand out. Uh, I'm assuming the shot the Shapovalov well, beat Opelko, which probably wasn't that exciting. Uh, does Fritz did Fritz have a tough third round match? I guess the Silich match was probably okay. Who did Fritz beat in the third round, or did he? Batista Goot that that went five. Okay, Fritz was playing. Yeah, Batista Goot won the third and the fourth, right? Uh, or am I, am I reversing that? And Fritz won the fourth and the fifth. And, okay, uh, so that had to be a good 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Fritz is a fighter. Uh, and then another, I guess, an upset was uh, Chilich beating Rublev today. So Chilich is in the round of 16. Um, He's played well, though, the last couple months, right? He had been, he'd been coming in with some momentum. Yeah, he yeah he he's getting that second wind maybe that great players often get. Maybe he just had his rut and he needed to figure out his new body and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be shocked if Chilich had a second wind. I think he's three and zero head to head against Felix as well. So either two and zero or three and zero. But he's also, but Felix is playing well, correct? Judging it by the scores, he's been playing yeah, he with some confidence and, and he, some, he, some efficiency. He had a really tough yeah. second round match, uh, but then he like righted his wrongs against Dan Evans and beat him in three. Yeah, against Davidovich Fakina, he won. It was four sets, all tie breaks, and then the first round was Rusevori, the Finnish guy, and he won in five sets. So he, he's had a tough road, but his he had a really light third round, so he should be full strength for the for the round of sixteen. So speaking of Rusevori, the other one who's that made a dent in the draw is Cressy. And those were the two guys um, Nadal beat in his, and I think it was the Melbourne or Adelaide tournament leading up to the Aussie Open. And I think it's a little bit validating for Nadal that those guys are like really making headway in this draw. Yeah, you could tell from that Nadal Cressy match that Cressy was like legit. And he's American with yeah. the Frenchest name. Yeah, he was born in Paris. Um I don't know anything else about him. But uh yeah, he's a serve and volleyer as well. Uh he has a huge serve. Um I don't see him beating Medvedev, but that won't be like an easy match by any means. Yeah. Are you guys bullish on Feast at all? Or do you feel like he's just had a relatively easy draw, beneficiary of Joko not being in the draw? <laughs> so he'll make it to the quarters, but but that's probably So, so I, I was telling Philip, I watched the Malfi Garin match. And one of the things I realized watching that match was that I've literally never seen Garin play before. And that's pretty rare for a player ranked that high. But it was kind of funny. Um, I, I felt like even though Garin is ranked higher, Malfi was the favorite in that match because Malfi has like made Grand Slam semifinals and and won big matches. Um, I think it's it's shaping up for a Berrettini Malfi showdown to make the semifinals, and um, I think that was a showdown in the U.S. Open a couple of years ago, the in 2019 as well. So I'm I'm wondering if there's a rematch that's that happens there and if Monfi can really come to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Monfi is playing really well. I mean, he won a tournament leading up to, I forget, I think it was Adelaide. Or it was one of those tournaments. Uh, and yeah, I've seen, I've, from what I've watched, he's looking good as well. So, like, yeah, I mean, with Berrettini going, like, four and a half hours against uh, Alcaraz and then playing Carreño Busta, who's also just a tough out, Berrettini might be wiped by the quarterfinals. So maybe Monfils could make the semifinals. Maybe he could be, like, the real true beneficiary of Novak not being in the draw. 
Yeah, because he would have lost to Novak, and he knows it from all the times he's played possum against Novak. To... <laughs> I think it's seventeen and oh. Let's. I'm gonna look up that head head to head right now. Uh... Um, but but yeah, I think um, so. One thing about this section of the draw that I I I I should have realized earlier, but I'm such an I frame everything in the doll lens so much that I just didn't is that we talk about how like Nadal had a tough draw. I think Zverev has like a super tough draw. Like he has to go through Nadal. He has to go through Shapovalov, Nadal, perhaps Berrettini, and then like Medvedev. Yeah. And Shapovalov has beat Zverev two of the last three times they played, uh, yeah, but Sparrow's draw until the fourth round has been really light. Um, let's see. Yeah, who, who is that's he? true. He's played uh, Albot, Milman, and Altmaier. Um, hasn't lost a set. So the tournament is really just starting for him. So, like, at least he didn't waste any, like, energy on, like, three-and-a-half-hour matches um, before, like, the meat of the tournament arose. Um, yeah, and Nadal's got Manorino, who's coming off a five-hour match. So I, I, I feel like Nadal is. I, I feel like Nadal has the easier road to that quarterfinal clash. Yeah, yeah, because you would rather play Kashinov than Shapovalov with the way both of them are playing right now, and so both of them will have had one tough match um, before their clash. I was actually saying this. Uh, in our text thread earlier, I actually think there are three important matches this tournament and everything else is filler. I think the quarterfinal with Zverev and Nadal is like going to be the first important match in the tournament. The semifinal between Medvedev and Tsitsipas is going to be the second important match. And then the final between whoever wins those two matches is going to be the third one. Um, and everything yeah. else is, is for show. It's for there are stories that can happen, uh, such as the Alcaraz Berrettini match. Uh, however, in terms of like who the eventual champion will be, there are three matches that actually matter. So I'm gonna make a hot take and say that there's one match that actually matters, and that is Medvedev against Nadal because. Dude, Nadal is playing so filthy right now, and his he's serve, moving well. His serve and, is better than I've seen it in a long time. Yeah, and I just think, like, time and time again, we, like, underrate how good the big three are, and then they surface on top, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was dumb. And Nadal playing this well is, like, not going to lose to Zverev. I actually think he might beat him in three. I think uh, I think it's going to be a hard match. I just, I just think Zverev is a really good player, especially on hard courts. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we disagree, but I, I, I like actually think this. I, I just remember watching there in in Melbourne. I think Nadal or the lead up tournament, he was playing doubles with, um, with John Munar, and you know how like when you play doubles on the back courts, there is just a weird camera angle and stuff, and so you see the players differently. And I just remember Nadal was hitting the shit out of the ball and just putting so much junk on the ball and and moving so well 
and hitting the ball at such just ungettable angles that it's just like, my God. Yeah. I couldn't imagine playing this guy. I, I feel like Nadal is playing really, really well. If he had just decided to go the easy way, he could have quite easily been the greatest doubles player ever. (laughs) Instead, he decided to try and be the greatest singles player ever, and there are, I guess, two two players who can compete with him in that. But doubles, like... Yeah, he, he his the work he puts on his his uh, his shots. Yeah, you just don't see that, and he's got the volume. And he's too. moving so well right now. Yeah, like, in the Kashinov match, he was running around like forehands, going like to the outside of the doubles alley, and just like pounding the ball uh, cross court. Yeah. So that's my hot take. You guys, quick, 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 quick question. I've been sort of, you know, listening more than commenting. Do you feel the first week has, I mean, for, you know, Zverev is cru- cruising through his matches. Medvedev hasn't had a hiccup. Do you feel, I don't know, physically, mentally, there is a, um, there's always continuity uh, momentum wise from the first week to the second week, or is there a little bit of a reset or once you get to the quarters, I don't want to say you reshuffle the deck, but there's not necessarily a carryover for how well you've played in the first three or four rounds. That you kind of have to, you have to, you have to bring an, another level in order to, to make it through the, the final three rounds. Because clearly, Zverev has had some great first weeks, not necessarily great second week. Same thing up until maybe the Open of last year with Medvedev. Probably the same time a lot with Sitsipas as well. Or is that something that the big three have managed to sidestep as this sort of loss of momentum from the first week to the second week? Um, no, I think you're, you're on to something. I just feel like, you know, when somebody looks awesome in the early rounds and then they just get a round too far and they look out of place, like, like Kevin Anderson in the finals of the U.S. Open or like... I don't know. There, there are other examples, and yeah, I mean, just... Kachanov has been an example in the past. Schwartzman has been an example. Yeah, uh, Batista Agu, you know those those guys. Yeah, and, so I guess and and I, maybe that goes further to your point, Peter, which is that Nadal will carry over his momentum better than a Monfils, better than a Zverev, better than a Fritz, better than the others. I don't know. Yeah, and it may not even be momentum. I just think the quality of play just gets higher naturally the the for the each round. And so it's just the big three have shown that they just have that next level of play in them. They have that round of 16 level of play. They have that quarterfinal level of play. They have that semifinal level of play. Um, and maybe just other great players are are great, but they don't have that quite that quarterfinal Grand Slam level of play. Um, that I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't if you also sense. say that Nadal? Yeah, it does. But wouldn't you, would you also add that not only do you expect Nadal to continue playing the way he has, but there's a really, really, really strong incentive to get a second Australian Open. He's had you know very good success at the U.S. Open, 
but this is the only tournament Grand Semi's only won once. So that adds even more fuel to the fire there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that that's why I don't think Zverev is really going to beat Nadal. I think Medvedev is a level better than Zverev and might just be better than Nadal. But yeah, so that that's sort of where I'm coming from too. Like he's super motivated, not just healthy and playing well. Yeah, he really wants. Yeah, because the other the previous two years he wasn't that healthy in Australia, right? He was sort of battling injuries. I mean, he made the quarters and the semis respectively, or no, the quarters. No, I think the quarters and the semis the last two years, but he wasn't in top four. That last time he made the finals, he was playing extraordinarily well and was very healthy, and then just got thrashed by Joker in like three easy sets. Um, so yeah, like. Health has been the excuse in the Wawrinka final. He basically blew out his back or something. Uh, in, I guess, the the Federer final, their most recent one, uh, Federer was just the better player, uh, but that was like an epic one. Um, but yeah, there, yeah, his, the story has, is usually either health or Novak was simply better than Rafa, but uh, he should probably have, like, if the world were, like, a fair place, he should probably have at least two, maybe three Australian Opens, but he only has one, and that's why I think he really wants to win another one. Yeah, that Wawrinka final was was an amazing match to watch though because Nadal was clearly injured from like a few games in and Wawrinka won like the first two sets really quick and somehow Nadal won the third set and it was just remarkable that he was able to win a set while totally injured (laughs) yeah and I think the fact that Nadal was able to make it a match gives that win a little more legitimacy for Stan than it might have been remembered with otherwise. Um, but yeah. Cool. All right, let's... Uh, I guess let's uh, go through the remaining matches. Um, there's Kecmanovic versus Monfils. Uh It sounds like we all have Monfils in this one. Yep. Yeah, um, and then Carreño Busta and Berrettini. Uh, this is the case for Carreño Busta. He has several times been the beneficiary of Novak doing stupid stuff um, and then making the semifinals of a Grand Slam. Uh, and this would just... Be, yeah, this is just... Uh, all he has to do is beat a Berrettini that just played a five-hour match and then either Kecmanovic or Monfils. So this might be Carreño boost uh, to the semis. Um, the case for Berrettini is that when he's on, he's the better player. Yeah. I, I, don't, I would not bet on this match. Um, but I, I think... My instincts are telling me Berrettini. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Berrettini. The The level in the Alcaraz match was really high. Um, 
so Berrettini, I don't think he'll flame out um, against Carreño. I think he might, if the Carreño match is tough, he might flame out against Monfils or like even make the semifinals and just be total, totally dead for Nadal or Sverev. But I, I think Berrettini beats Carreño Busta. Yeah. And then uh, Sverev Shapovalov, how many sets do you think this will be? Um, I say four. I'm going to go five. Uh, Shapovalov has had a lot of success against Zverev uh, in their most recent meetings. Um, I think Zverev beats him in five. Shapovalov wins like the second and third and is really, really pissed off to have lost. Uh, Interesting. Um, even though those fair of like crushes them in the final two sets. I think um, this will be a fun match. I would not be shocked if Shapovalov won. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope that uh, Shapovalov has brings his a game because when he brings his a game, he's like a tough out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great for everyone if he does that. He's uh not really had his A game this tournament though. I mean, he's just he's already had long matches against not really um big name players so far. So Yeah, there's No, also... he had that second rounder that went 5, but he he played well against Opelka. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think Sverev is gonna win, um, and I'm gonna say five. Uh, I'm hoping five, and then Manorino Nadal. Uh, does Manorino get a set? No. Yeah, Nadal owns lefties. Um, and Manorino. Yeah, Manorino just has nothing that would ch- challenge her off. But one thing that was a little uh concerning. For Nadal was that double faults like really creeped into his game in the third set against uh, Kashinov. Um, I think Nadal the one the one way Manorino gets a set if is if just, Nadal just has a lull, um, which happens sometimes. Uh, but Manorino won't win a set by being better than Nadal. Uh, it'll be Nadal's level dropping momentarily. Yeah. And that said, I think it'll be three sets. Um, cool. And then, okay, we've got Deminor and Sinner. Uh, I mean, Sinner lost a set to Tara Daniel. He hasn't really, like, you can't say he's been cruising, but I don't think he's ever been in danger of losing. Um, let's look at, let's look at his results. Yeah, it's all three set matches except for the last round. Um, then, and I think Taro Daniel might actually be playing really well, even though he's Taro Daniel. Yeah, he beat Murray. Um, it, it it's yeah, you know it's it's deceptive sometimes, right? Like you never know who's actually playing well, but yeah, he may have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. Uh. So center center is definitely the favorite though. Demenor is like twice as good in Australia than he is uh anywhere else. So it wouldn't surprise me if Demenor won this match. That's it. I'd pick center. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with center as well. 
And then Fritz sits the pass. How many sets does Fritz get? Um, Fritz gets one. I mean, if Benoit Pair got one, but I don't know. Going back to Dimonor sits a pass or sit go, bit Dimonor center. I may go Dimonor actually. Really? What makes you yeah. say that? I just think like. He, uh, I think he's just really tough in Australia. And yeah. it's like, if I was Sitsa Pass, who would I be more afraid of? Or like, actually, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's a tough match to call, but I'll just go Demonor. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'll go center still. Um, although I think it's sort of like a pick 'em. Uh, center might be like it might be fifty-five, forty-five center for me. <clears throat> but not it's definitely not something I'd bet on. Uh, and then okay, so it's a pass over Fritz. I'd say. Yeah, I'll say four sets. Fritz is a tough out. Um, Felix versus Chilich. I think this is. Totally 50-50 for me. I'm going to go Felix. I just think that um, you bet on talent. Yeah, Chilich has had a resurgence, though. He's definitely better better than he has been the last two or three years. Um, definitely in good shape. Here's a question. Who do you think would give Medvedev a tougher match, Felix or Chilich? I think it would be Felix because Felix is this is why I'm betting on Felix pretty much because Medvedev crushed him in the US Open and Medvedev beat him pretty badly in the ATP Cup as well. Yeah. But I just I don't think you can continuously crush somebody super talented without them like learning a thing or two. So I just think that um I just think that Felix uh has actually a chance to step up against Medvedev. Yeah, I also think that uh, Medvedev was returning Kyrgios's serve like really well, and Kyrgios has like a better serve. Like Chilich is more serve reliant than Felix is, so like uh, if that many serves come back for Chilich. Uh, it would be hard for him to to win a set against Medvedev, whereas like, yeah, Felix has more to back up the serve. So yeah, I I hope Felix wins for the purpose of like giving Medvedev a harder match, but uh, I actually think this is like fifty fifty, and uh, it's hard to say. I'll just say Felix because I want him to win. Yeah, and then. Uh, Cressy, does Cressy get a set against Medvedev? No. Yeah, I, I think it would have to be a lull from Daniil, the same way it would have to be a lull from Rafa to lose a set against Manorino. That said, um, Cressy's style, you have to really scrap to get a chance uh, at a break against him. Uh, like, I remember watching the Nadal match, he had some really, really scrappy points uh, to get his service breaks against Cressy. Uh, 
Yeah, he's the serve and volleyer. Has a really good serve. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just he's a solid player. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the same thing I was saying about Medvedev's return against uh, Kyrgios. Uh, I mean, it just Kyrgios has a better serve than Cressy. So if Medvedev was able to get have that much success against Kyrgios' serve, then uh, he should be fine with uh, Cressy's serve as well. So yeah, I'll say three sets. Yeah, Kyrgios might have the best serve in tennis. Uh, probably Isner. Uh, everyone says Isner, um, so I'll take the players at their word on that. But uh, yeah, Kyrgios' serve is like nasty. Um, um, yeah, maybe Isner and Opelka, but Kyrgios has much more to back up the serve um, than those two. Yeah. Um, and then there's a. All right, so we're at the quarterfinals now. Uh, Monfils Berrettini, uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm gonna go Monfils. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. Uh, I think I'll go Berrettini though. I think Berrettini has two really tough matches in him, and then we'll just be dead uh, in the semifinals. Um. um then okay, Sverev Nadal. I think we've we've talked about this quite a bit. You're a huge Nadal believer. Yes. So are you saying three sets? I'm gonna go three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm biased. I want Nadal to win. Uh, I think it'll be a five set match, and uh, yeah, I think Nadal will will win it again. I think Nadal. I think. Sverev uh, will have to show that he doesn't cave in big moments to me. Like, ever since that U.S. Open final, uh, yeah, he's going to have to prove it to me because he's going to have big points on a serve that he'll have to not double fault on, you know? Uh, but, yeah, I think it'll go five, and I'll, I'll pick Nadal in a, in a thriller. Um, all right. And we've got uh, Sinner or Demonor versus Sitsipas. Uh, do you think Sitsipas takes down Demonor in three, or is it more interesting than that? I think it's four, and Sitsipas wins. Yeah, I'll go four over Sinner as well. Um, and then uh, Medvedev Felix, you think that's interesting? Uh, I think it'll be four. Uh, Medvedev wins. I'll go three, um, Medvedev, and then we've got I guess the semis. Uh, Nad- we both have Nadal. I've got Berrettini. You've got Monfils. Uh, I say Nadal in three in the semis. Yeah, uh, me too. And then uh, Medvedev sits a pass. Uh, I remember pre-tournament just being like, "Wow, if this happens, this could be like a Titanic clash." Um, if they're both playing their best, like the two, the two possibilities here are Medvedev just winning six four six four six four, in like two and a half hours, um, or like a five hour five set match that um, Sitsipas ekes out and is immediately one of the the best matches 
in the last five years. Yeah, I, I think it'll be Medvedev, Cruz. I think Tsitsipas is the one guy on tour, or one of the few, I guess there's Novak too, who has the like physicality to like hang with Medvedev and just long grueling rally after a long grueling rally if both are playing their best. Uh I think pre tournament I think I had Sitsipas winning this match. So I think I'll I'll stick with that. Word. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um Sitsipas definitely has the tougher does he have the tougher drop? Maybe not. Um he definitely has the lower floor of the two. So uh if he's playing anything less than his best, then he'll lose. But, I mean, he's had some impressive Grand Slam matches, and so we sh- we should expect that now from him, I think. And he then, also, like, laid an egg last year in the semis after he beat Nadal, and uh, I feel like he remembers that. And yeah, and it was against Medvedev, too. Yeah. Um, I think... That match is partially responsible for Sitsipas, uh having those two big... Did, he was up two sets, right, against Novak in the finals of Roland Garros? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Novak just roped him in. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Sitsipas. So I have Nadal Sitsipas in the finals. Um, and I guess, I've, I've got Medvedev winning. Yeah, I have Nadal beating Sitsipas just because um, it's really hard to beat Rafa in the same Grand Slam two years in a row unless you're Novak Djokovic. And so I think Nadal will have number 21 on the line, but also like a personal grudge on the line as well. Yeah, and Sitsipas hasn't been playing that well, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that your Sitsipas choice over Medvedev isn't, like, crazy, but I would be a lot more compelled to join you if it was Sitsipas just crushing people, not Sitsipas losing a set to Benoit Pair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more of a hopeful pick than anything else. Uh, watching Medvedev yeah. uh, against Kyrgios... It was so clear that Medvedev was a level above and that, like, Kyrgios was a good player. Um, you're going to have to do something special to meet, beat Medvedev. And maybe I'm just hoping that it's Sitsipas and not Medvedev that Rafa sees in the finals if it's Rafa. However, if it's Zverev, then I hope it's Medvedev. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. uh, we, we, we have... Um... We have a quarterfinal to really figure out our rooting interests for that semifinal. Yeah. Cool. Um, any any other any other comments or things you'd like to uh, discuss? Uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Um, let's just to good health. Yeah. Let's hope they all stay healthy. Exactly. Um, to good health. And the great tennis. Um, and with that, La Bomba. <laughs>